Today's episode is brought to you by Pale Horse Media Co. Head on over to www.palehorsemedia.co for more of your favorite shows, books, and merch. I have two brand new releases for you over at Pale Horse Media Co. The first one, In His Name, My First Dive Into Fiction. It is just a fun, cool thriller if you're into that kind of sort of thing. And and we have the second expanded edition of the original, of the OG Safety Sucks, the bullshit and the safety profession they don't tell you about. I go through, I expand on some thoughts, add some bonus material, reflect on some of the chapters. So if either of those sound like things you should be interested in, again head over to www.palehorsemedia.co CO or find them on your Amazon marketplace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of your support of the books of the podcast of the merch store of everything. It truly means the world to us. This, this, this show is brought to you by safety FM. The hop nerd podcast is brought to you by hop university. Head on over to hopuniversity.org for all things human and organizational performance. We have on-demand hop training, on-demand communication training, leadership training, all of that kind of stuff. Our specialty, our specialty is one-on-one coaching for safety professionals. Head on over hopuniversity.org. Check us out. We're happy to help. We're also brought to you by Safety Sucks. Safety Sucks. SafetySucks.net. Head on over, pick up your copy today of my first book, Safety Sucks, the bullshit in the safety profession they don't tell you about. Available on Amazon and SafetySucks.net. Hello! Howdy. Hi, everybody. It is Sam Goodman, the Hop Nerd, bringing you another episode of the Hop Nerd Podcast. Before we get into this thing, head over to the website, www.thehopnerd.com. Follow along on all things social media at the Hop Nerd, except for Twitter, because it is super duper special. It is special. It is unique. It is the Hop Nerd One. I'm getting a little more active on Twitter. I'm trying. I'm trying real hard. Some of you might have noticed. I'm really giving it my all to live my best life over on Twitter, doing all this kind of tweeting and all that kind of stuff. So go check me out. Go give me a follow. I always appreciate it. You know how to find me. Make sure you're liking stuff. Make sure you're subscribing. That's what keeps me going. So I really, really appreciate it. Also head over to safetysucks.net. Check out the new book. Check out everything we've got going on over at Hop University. There is all kinds of amazing and fun things happening in the world of the Hop Nerd Podcast, in the world of hopuniversity.org, and in the world of SAM in general. And this is one of those fun things. I am so excited. I'm so excited to bring you this podcast. I had so much fun Hanging out with the one, the only, the amazing James McPherson of Rebranding Safety. So if you don't know about Rebranding Safety, the podcast, you should go check it out. You should go follow along with James and everything that he does. He's an awesome, an awesome gent. He is doing all kinds of amazing things to make the world a better place to work. Or as I like to put it, he's making safety not suck. And that's a pretty good mission. So this is going to be a two-parter. We kind of uh, hit it off and realized that we are kind of, uh, he's he's the UK version of me, or I'm the US version of him, or I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think 
think I think we're long lost family members, long lost brothers. <laughs> I don't know. We're just the similarities between us and our career and our personal lives is just eerie. So we had a blast getting getting to hang out, have this conversation, and I just realized I need to shut up, uh, quit fanboying over James and re Randy safety, and just let you listen. So here's part one of two: Sam Goodman, James McPherson talking about everything. Enjoy. Right, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am joined by the one and the only James McPherson. How are you doing today, James? Yeah, no bad, mate. No bad. I had a very productive day today. Being pro- productive always makes me extremely happy. So I'm, I'm in a good mood. I've seen this. So let's before I even ask you to introduce yourself, let me let me throw this out there. I've seen that you did it. Was it a 32? How, how 32 long a bike ride did bike, you take? Yeah. Take today to explain that to me. How do you manage to do a 32 mile bike ride? I would be dead. Mate, I just just get on the bike and just keep going. Um, also, also, if I if I don't do that, then uh, the amount of alcohol and chocolate that I consume uh, would would quite quickly catch up on me. Do you know what I mean? So I have to do something. But no, I can't enjoy it, man. I like the speed and and I like to it's, it's to kind of see the towns that I live around and stuff like that. But yeah, thirty two miles was. I'm hoping to do a fifty miler tomorrow, but that'll be the longest I've ever done. Um, oh, I know, wow. I'm a bit nervous about that. I, I feel, wow. I'm scared of bonking. They call it bonking <laughs> in cycling. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's the I same. I have not as, heard that. Oh, it's, it's, you know, when, when they say runners hit the hit the wall, uh, it's the same as that. When you've just got oh, nothing wow. left, I'm I'm so scared of bonking. You just like, collapse. Like, just <laughs> nothing left. Yeah, and just ringing my wife, being like, please pick me just- up. Scrape you out of the street, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. So your uh, your day has been much more productive than mine has been. I will, I will say that at least. I haven't even gotten through my. Uh, we have a bit of a time difference. I haven't even gotten through my morning coffee yet. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, it's like it's like six o'clock. No, what is it? Half five. Twenty past five here. So yeah. if I was if I'd have only just gone through my morning coffee at twenty past five, I'd be very disappointed in myself. <laughs> you must have had a good night beforehand, if you. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> mate. I drank. I drank too much yesterday, so I knew I had to do some exercise yeah, today. Had I, to work it out. <laughs> yeah, and I had so much to do in the garden that we've done that now, so that's good. Nice. Well, good deal. Why don't you, uh, for those folks out there that don't don't know about you, why don't you uh, tell everyone who who you are? Sure. Uh, my name is James McPherson, uh, all the way from United Kingdom. If you didn't pick up on the uh, on the accent. Um, so I host a, a health and safety podcast called Rebranded Safety, um, and like like uh, pretty much very similar to yourself, except you're you're kind of nerd out on one specific subject. Um, you know, we we vary. I, I, the way I just kind of describe Rebranded Safety is just like my live learning, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, we've, we've had some great guests, um, and we've got some great guests coming. I finally nailed down Todd Conklin. We've got a date in the diary. I've been working nice. on that man for ages, bloody busy. Yeah. Um, but we've got him, uh, finally, uh, we're working on a couple more big ones, but yeah, it's a great guest. And I, I, I just, I, I just love talking to people, man. Yeah. Like for me, that's what that podcast is for. Like we, we kind of mentioned it before we weren't official, but it's like, you know, one thing I was going to say is. Uh, my my podcast is just me. It's just me talking to people, um, and it's about safety. I don't, you know, I don't massively. I'm, I, I'm not going to say I only have safety one people on, or safety two people on, or, or compliance people. I like, I'm so relaxed on the podcast. Like you know, who we have on, I don't care. If people message me and they're like, "Can I come on your podcast? I want to talk about this." I'm like, as long as there's a there's a loose link, or or I can work out how to link it to to the audience. 
mm. mate. I'm I'm chill. So so yeah, that's uh, we've been going. Oh, we've been going about a year and year and a half, maybe a year and three quarters now. Um, wow. Well, actually, no, the podcast will be going. Yeah, podcast probably coming up to about two years, I think. Uh, the YouTube channel. Um, the YouTube channel is more. So the so the podcast is like long form conversations, like mm-hmm. I say, very relaxed. I would say the podcast is more suitable for people that really want to get into safety or risk or uh, we've, we've had like so doctor of sociology on people that really want to nerd out on or get real deep on a subject. Yeah. That's what that podcast for. Most people that listen to that are safety professionals. The YouTube channel, whilst we do put our podcast on, podcast on, on YouTube, long form doesn't really work on YouTube, uh, which, you know, pretty much everyone knows. Um, so we, we also make, like little how-to tips and tricks videos, like, and, and we kind of target them at new professional, new safety professionals, or like sole traders, which is kind of what we call over here, uh, which are like your painter and direct decorator, or right. your small mechanics and small medium-sized enterprise. So, in a nutshell, mate, that's pretty much what we do. Um, quite, I, I love it. I just, I just love talking to people. I love making more videos. I think it's just fun. I love get geeking out on some of the equipment, like you say as well. Well, and it's it's awesome. I got to say, I'm I'm a fan of everything that you're doing. Uh, so I'll, I'll admit my bias oh, right cheers, now mate. before we even discuss. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I've I've been checking out your YouTube stuff, and I mean, it's awesome. I love your YouTube stuff, man. It's so cool. I just oh, and thanks, it, it's it's this. Let me let me put it this way. And I, this is this is the the biggest compliment. And I I just gave an, a given I just given a near and dear friend of mine the same compliment the other day on LinkedIn. Um, people like yourself, you make safety not suck, right? And I think that's that's, that's awesome, right? So that was was that lot. some Thank of the you. motivation for you when you started down this path? Yeah, definitely. Like I I've been in safety about eight eight years now. I think. And, and do you know what? I just didn't, I didn't feel like the industry reflected me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like when people said safety, right. I didn't feel like I fit in that stereotype. Okay. Um, and, and, and that was like the birth of the podcast was like definitely just out of frustration. Um, I, I had no idea whether it was going to be successful. I have no idea whether I was going to carry it on. I'm a little bit of a stickler for statistics ever since I was a kid. I remember when I was a kid, someone told me, um, that I was like, so, so I, I, I don't know my dad. I don't know my dad, right? This, this, I'm going to get deep here. So everybody get your tissues ready, right? Uh, <laughs> and somebody, a teacher told me or something like, yeah, 11% of boys that are fatherless, like don't, they're not successful. Ever since then, I refused to be a statistic. And when I started my podcast, there was, uh, I think I watched like Pat Flynn or something, who's a huge uh, podcaster. And he was like nine or something percent of of podcasts don't make it past seven episodes. And I was like, nah, I'm doing seven episodes at least. At least I'm doing eight episodes (laughs) and I'll stop then. If if it's shit, I'll stop then. Otherwise I'm doing eight. And um, to be honest, we just carried on because I just enjoyed it. I just, I kind of quite cathartic. Um, Yeah. Uh, and um, therapeutic and then i always had a vision this was going to go onto youtube i always had a vision we wanted to make youtube videos i found youtube a little bit more challenging than a podcast podcast was so easy to do um but to get good quality video was just way out it's something i've never done before so that was way out of our depth um 
but I mean, in the beginning, we just used a, like a crappy old camcorder yeah. Um, yeah. that was shit. I mean, you can see the the clear difference in quality to when we get a new camera just by watching. If you go back and watch all of our videos, right. all of yeah. a sudden the next video <laughs> just goes into HD, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's because I went on my honeymoon and I brought a brand new camera from Australia. Um, <laughs> so, so that was it. But, but yeah, for me, like. There, there was two the youtube came from two things one is 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 if i need to learn anything i i would much prefer to watch a video mm. i would much prefer to watch a video or i listen to a podcast but for me podcasts are more i just want to be part of the conversation if i want to learn how to do something i want to watch a video yeah so i thought well and now to be fair all of my friends are small businesses owners small business owners or or kind of managers in in small businesses or traders so they're brickies plumbers and stuff like that and and i thought well where would they go on youtube and i went on youtube and it was either nothing there or it was just and i'm not tearing everyone with the same brush but it was just old white men in a shirt and tie, sitting at the top of some bloody high-rise building in London, just talking like that. And it's like that. The, just the way they talk bored the shit out of me. And it was like oh, they're helping death that workout. And I was like, oh my god, this is not what this is about. Um, so for me, it was like how I re- really rebrand safety was make videos and. I just, I just quite enjoy it, like getting in front of a camera. And sometimes it's really difficult in the beginning, like when you start mm-hmm. making videos. It's really hard to, you've, like, if you feel like you're being over, over um, enthusiastic, you're not being enthusiastic enough. Like you have yeah. to be really over, the, and that's probably tenfold for podcasts as well. Um, so sometimes, like for example, I made a load of videos a couple of weeks ago. So basically how it works is I make video, I make up, I come up with the idea and I'll stand in front of the camera and I'll blah, 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 do the video. And then I'll pretty much sort it all out in the folders. And my wife, bless her, she edits it because she's got a much better eye for detail. So she edits it and I gave her these ones I did. And I said, oh, to be honest with you, darling, they're going to be nightmare to edit. I, I felt crazy. I felt like a bit loopy and I was playing around with the camera, like the zoom and stuff. And I was coming in real close to the camera and I just felt like I, I don't know whether I'd well had like snorted lines of sugar before I started or something <laughs> like that. I was like a kid in a sweet shop. And, and she was saying, they're probably some of the best videos I think you've done is that it, I just quite enjoy it. I get excited yeah. about these subjects. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but no, for sure. I, how much of that, and for me, it, it was very similar, right? And and there's there's some we were just discussing our similarities, kind of when before we just started this, Definitely. we discussed it not not too long ago as well when we had chatted before. It's funny that our backgrounds are so similar, and that, that this it's is this scary. is just a side this is just a side point without even getting down into that too much. But I'll say that I, I'm in the same position. I didn't know my father until much later in life. Right, so it's, it's, so, it's so interesting. You're like my American twin. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it's it's insane. And when I say much later in life, I mean like a couple of years ago. Like not okay. Not, yeah, so not, yeah, like the, yeah. So it's it's just so funny to see the similarities, but not to not to not get too far off track. But yeah, how much of that um, for me? I'm very similar, and I think it has to do with a lot of the younger professionals. Um getting into this field and we've been in it for a while let's i mean we're not really getting into it i know i know the old timers look at us and call us kids children still but we're not 
right? We've, we, most of us have been in this field for at least 10 plus years at this point, right? Yeah. Um, we learn things a little differently, right? And I think most organizations are even starting, companies are starting to wake up to that, that this kind of old, dry, starchy, put you in a room, lock you in a room um, with somebody in pressed slacks and a tie to explain to you, you know, this and that doesn't work very well for us. Right. I mean, it's, at least that's what I've seen so much. We're, we're the YouTube generation, right. We're, we're the folks that, that go learn how to do things through video. So I think it's really interesting that you approached it that way, because I think you're hitting an entire group of folks that have been left out for a really long time. Mm. Right. I, I feel, I Nothing feel like right. for, at, at least in health and safety, right. I think everything mm. else, if I want to learn how to do anything else, I can just go look it up on YouTube and I can find it. Uh, if I yeah. go to do anything health and safety, uh, not so much now because we can, we can go, we can go look at your channel. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but before that it would have been, okay, there's nothing here uh, or the stuff that is here sucks. It's just like, put yeah. you to sleep droning on and on and on, as you said. And the other thing about it, like, it's, it's like the, the amazing thing about YouTube and, and podcasts as well, but like get the freedom to just be yourself. All right. So, so sometimes when we make a video, if we're, let's say, for example, so, so I always use this for example, but we made a video on um, civil, civil law versus criminal law. Um, so, so the law where you get claims from people and law where you go to jail. And we, we, we did a lot of work to make sure that that was spot on. And that was probably one of the hardest videos we've ever done because it was kind of like record, stop, check the script. Like we don't really script a lot of stuff. If I'm honest, I, I'm, I'm much, yeah. I work much better off the hoof. Um, I hate, I hate having a script. Um, but for stuff like that, you kind of need to make sure you nail those key points. Yeah. Um, so, so we, we did that. And, um, and, and then it's interesting when you look at some of the other stuff, say, for example, we did, um, we did a, like a virus assessment video. We've done a few virus assessment videos, to be honest. And I just talked about how I would do a fire assessment. I talked about what I thought of fire assessments. I talked about my experience. I got to talk about risk assessment from my own perspective and, and I got to be myself. Now, what I didn't like about YouTube before with, with health and safety um, was that it was just the same old dross. It's like mm-hmm. they're, they're either there to sell you something. So it's like, here's a very, here's very little um, information with which we're going to use as the lead for you to ring me and say, can I have some more? Then I'm going to charge you. Right. Which to me just, that just pissed me off if I'm honest. Right. And then right. the next, the next bit was, it was like, it was just so, black and white they were like right the law says this so you must do this and, and i'm like the law is not as black and white as that so where are you going and i and i just thought you, you're communicating a message of like over the top health and safety and, and all this stuff that you see or we see in the uk especially from for what you actually see from consultants which is not a risk assessment it's a snagging list you don't get a risk assessment you don't get a fire risk assessment when you pay these people to do it you get a, a, a list of hazards and, and you get a list of crazy control measures a risk assessment is a tool it's a tool it's a conversation it's a thought process and that for me i was like i'm not seeing that 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 message of safety where you know what the problem is not health and safety. It's how we use it. 
Like, so for me, I was like, that message needs to get out there. And that's why we call it rebranding safety because, you know, as much as it pisses a lot of people off, um, I'm not happy with the current brand of safety. I'm a safety professional. I have been for eight, eight something years now. And I'm not happy with that brand. I don't want that brand. So I'm going to rebrand it, even if it's just for me. Um, and, and that probably in the t- for now, I think co- with the current demographic of safety professionals, I, I suffer because my, uh, say my podcast is probably not as popular as some, as the, the kind of stereotypical safety podcast, but you are even now just in the last couple of months, we're starting to see mad growth in, yeah. in these people like yourself. And, you know, even, even like Drew, Drew Ray and David, David Proven, their podcast is very different, very different from anything yes. out there. And, yeah. and I always say to people like, like when people say we've had a couple of businesses ring us up and be like, Oh, we're talking, we're thinking about sponsors and stuff like that. And I'll go, okay, whatever. And then they say, what are your numbers? And I'm just like pretty low. Like it's, it's hard to get audience number size from a podcast, but we're, we're probably at about hundred to 200 downloads per episode. Right. And they're like, Oh, that's real small time. And I'm like, I don't, one, I don't, really care i do look at numbers but i'm not really that bothered to be honest i'm still like oh my god 230 something people have chose to subscribe to my youtube channel exactly Um, and then the next bit is like is like my i think my message and similarly your message and or or maybe not your message but the manner in which you communicate it and and i probably say that that's mine as well is not for the generation that's currently out there it's for the next generation of safety professionals so give it a year we're already seeing the growth now but give it a year youtube my youtube channel people like me your podcast my podcast and other kind of different podcasts are just going to explode i think well, and I, I think I, th- I think you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope this. I hope this IKEA table is made of real wood. Let me let me knock on it to hope that it's this is real wood. <laughs> yeah, I'm I keep sure telling what, myself that's what's going to happen. I'm not sure what IKEA used in this, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably that's not wood, I was, mate. That's what I was sharing the other day. I said if anybody that somebody was was talking, uh, it was actually Abby Fair from the Safety Justice League. We were kind of oh, joking. Yeah. She was just talking about the background and all this stuff. I said the only thing you need is just to collect random crap that nobody wants. And to, and to hit the Ikea clearance section, you can pick up a $30 table just, just like I did. <laughs> That's all you yeah. need for a good, a, good, a good set. But I think you're exactly right because we, you kind of touched on that our message is different, but I, I don't think it really is. Because I, I've been having this conversation a lot lately with a couple different people. I had on, uh, I had on Clive Lloyd just, just the other day. This episode should be out after his. Um, and I, I've had this conversation with Clive. I had this conversation with uh, several different folks in this space. And we've done a really good job of kind of tribalizing safety and really going through and all of us having certain yeah. labels. And I even pigeonholed myself. I, I, I'll say that outright that I call myself the hop nerd, you know, I pigeonholed myself a little bit with yeah. my branding, but so much of your message is the same as the message that we drive is so much of the same message that, 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 uh, that drew Ray and, and, and Dave Proven that those folks drive that so many of these other folks drive is that we just want to do safety better, right? We, we yeah. want safety to not, suck is kind of the way that that Mm -hmm. I put it and for some reason that seems to stir up some controversy with with kind of the traditionalist crowd and not not just in technique I mean not just in approach obviously you probably uh uh, I get hate mail I don't know if you get hate mail but I get really anytime if I say anything negative about zero harm 
like I get hate mail that I don't care about people that I'm like, well, like, the, the, well, like letters, like, like actual right? letters, like, like actual, like not not letters, but like digital letters. Yeah, like like oh, DMs. Okay. I thought like, you meant like somebody like, actually <laughs> sent you a, a letter. So, like, Jesus uh, Christ, get with the times. Send an email. How, oh, that would be so great though, if I could just dump out like a mailbag. <laughs> I would frame it. Honestly, if I got a hate letter, yeah. I would frame that and be like, this is the proudest moment of my entire life. I'm, so I'm, I'm looking at the wall back here to see if there's an open spot where I can just start framing. <laughs> but so there's so much of that that goes on in this space. Uh, and it especially seems like, um, I know I get it. I was just having this conversation with some other folks that are kind of in the same place where we're trying to make safety less dry, less boring. We're trying to drag it out of the stone age and, and into a place to where we can actually spread this message a little bit better. Um, mm. We're challenging when we're breaking down some of those paywalls and that that's a struggle for some, right? We're challenging and breaking mm. down um, these kind of great knowers in the safety space, these gurus, right? These gurus and shaman of safety that, that try to hoard information and sell it and bit, you know, piece it out uh, back to people. Um, we're really challenging a lot of that stuff. Um, what's that like? Because I, I can I can speak from my perspective. I share that with my audience all the time. What's that like for you? Are you are you getting that? Uh, are you getting that friction or that that kind of hate from? Uh, I hate to use hate. Hate's a strong word, but are are yeah. you getting that that attention from the more traditional folks out there speaking negatively or trying to lash out against what you're doing? T- touch wood. Oh, I've been quite lucky in the beginning. Yeah. So I. I so let, let, let's put it you're like full on in the safety two camp like yeah. like that that's where hop is and and like you said you branded yourself as a hop nerd so unfortunately that puts you in that safety two camp there yeah. there is a huge divide in the industry right now between safety one and safety two and to be honest my if I was gonna I I, I don't give a shit about yeah, the divide well right. actually that's a lie i'm actually fascinated by the divide mm-hmm. if i'm honest more fascinated by the divide than i am the two systems but i'm i'm like so what i did it somebody asked me to do like a keynote a, a digital keynote um a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and i and i kind of started off by saying well three things is in the uk there was there's the position that safety professionals were in before coronavirus which was to sum it down to one word bickering with each other Right. Right. There's a position where businesses were in the UK, which was a compliance-based culture, which to me is like do as do as little as possible, right? And then you've got what the people think. And I put up um, some some clips I've got off of Facebook of like comments of what are people having a discussion on this construction page about uh, health and safety. And I tell you what, mate, it ain't flattering. It is nasty. It is proper yeah. nasty. They don't like us, and it's like. And, and, and we have to acknowledge that, that they don't like us. They want something different. And also to do that, we have to acknowledge we're the problem and stop bickering with each other going, oh, I'm safety one and I'm safety two. Because the people yeah. on the shop floor don't give a shite. It, right. it, it's find what works for you, for me. Uh, that, that, that's my, my kind of opinion is what yeah. works for you. If you, can, if you can run on safety one, then that's fine. Run on safety mm-hmm. one, right? Don't put the blinkers on and say, I'm never going to listen to anyone that's safety right. two, because right. there are things that safety two can bring to someone who's safety one to help them and vice versa. The problem is mm-hmm. this is not a two-way conversation. It's just people right. shouting at each other. Exactly. So I've been working really hard to actually try and get um, one of the most controversial safety one people um, 
in a debate with one of the, the not controversial, but one of the most influential people in safety too. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, because the safety one person is extremely controversial, I won't do it. And I'm wow. struggling, but it's a shame because I get it. I do. Look, don't, don't get me wrong. If the person who, who, who I'm talking about is listening to this, they'll know what, who and what I'm talking about. Um, but it, I get, I get it why they don't want to have that debate. But I think that what, enables me to be able to facilitate that debate is I'm not in one camp. Mm-hmm. Like I'll go on, on, um, should I say his name? I'll go on, uh, Ron's calls. Like it's Ron Gant. So I'll yeah. go on Ron's calls and I'll also listen to stuff from, from the safety, uh, one camp. Right. So we've had, uh, Tim Marsh on who's, who's yeah. like well and truly a BBS, uh, traditional. Yeah. And we're interviewing Dominic Cooper, who is the controversial person. Um, mm-hmm. we're interviewing him on Monday. Um, so for me, it's like, I, I want to be able to be as unbiased as I can because there are valuable stuff in both camps, but what I don't, well, I'm sorry, I'm talking for a very long time, but this is, nope, I get on my soapbox. With this subject. Um, That's one, what we like there's a here. couple of things. Yeah. Yeah. I love, love a good soapbox. Uh, but like I do, I, I can, so for it, for it, well, I am behind the curve when it comes to the safety. I've only just reading. I'm literally just about, I think about one chapter off and finishing Sydney Decker's field guide to human error. So I'm like way behind the curve on this stuff. I pretty much watch more, listen to more podcasts and, and read articles than I do read books. But sure. anyway, so I'm reading that. And if I'm honest, I think Sydney misrepresents behavior-based safety. I think Sydney leads, he, he uses bad examples of behavior-based safety. And I think what we have to acknowledge in this argument, if you're in a safety two camp, what you have to acknowledge is, is, is yes, we can be controversial. Yes, we can say our opinions, right? But we have to acknowledge that people that were in the behavioural-based safety game might have been doing this job for about 30, 40 years. And then Sydney Decker comes along, writes a book that absolutely slates them. And they're like, hang on a minute, that's not what I do. That's not, right. that's just bad behavioural-based safety. Right. And um, like I, I think I said when, when you came on my podcast, I went, I was talking Professor Scott Geller. I listened to an interview of him. And that, that guy's like old school behavioral based safety, like one of the original gangsters. Yeah. Right. And he says, you know, the problem with behavioral based safety was not behavioral based safety, it was how we used it. The same as what I was saying about risk assessments in an example right. earlier, right? Is we used it to say, right, you just did the wrong behavior, Sam. Now I'm good, you're going to get reprimanded, right? right. And that's the right. example that, that Sydney uses in his book. And he said, that's wrong. I agree. That is wrong, right? It's not yeah. going to get us anywhere. But Scott Geller is saying, no, what I was trying to say in my work was the environment defines the behaviors. Now, doesn't that sound similar? Because pretty much what we say in safety too is context drives the behaviors, right? right? It's pretty much exactly the same state, statement, except one different word it's exactly the same so i sit there look at this argument sometimes and i'm like you're all saying the same thing Mm -hmm. there are different bits in each one don't get me wrong there's stuff that hot bring there's stuff that eric brings that sydney brings that todd brings all of these different systems or tools or whatever we want to do it they all bring something different or what they might do is just communicate in a different message. So I also yeah. kind of put, compare it to podcasts, for example, right? It mm-hmm. doesn't matter how many podcasts there are in the world, right? Because you can, in America, you've got more than us, right? So you've got Safety Justice League. You've got the Hop uh, Nerd yourself. You've got the Jay Allen Show. And if we could go on. All the ones that are under Safety FM, it's absolutely huge, right? Does one more coming under the Safety FM bracket 
affect yours? No, because there's people who like right. Sam Goodman's way of way of talking. There are right. people that doesn't like Sam Goodman's way of talking. They right. like Jason Lucas or Abby, and they go over to the Safety Justice League. Okay, okay, great, that's fine. Yeah, there exactly, is enough yeah. of us in the world to all learn from each of these different systems. The problem is we don't listen to each other. We can't have conversations and disagreements right. without getting rude and personal. That's the problem. Exactly. Sorry, and I, I'll get off my soapbox. No, 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 no. You're, you're, you're hitting on a, on a place that's, that's very, uh, it's very timely. And cause I, you know, I was just, I was just chatting with Jay Allen about this, about a lot of controversy, uh, even in hop. So it's not just, and I'll, I'll unpack some of that a little bit. Um, even in hop, right. Even in this space, um, I'm attacked by other hop people more than I'm attacked by safety one people. Oh, really? Right. Because I, I, I disrupt a little bit of their marketplace by giving away some things for free, I think. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah, I get but, that. I get that. Yeah. But I, I, I get attacked by more more hop people than I, it seems like I do safety mm-hmm. one people. And I get attacked by plenty of safety one one people too as well. Don't you get, get it wrong. from both ends. I get it from everywhere. And I think a lot of it is just that it's, it's, I have a very specific audience kind of to your point, my, my audience. And I mean, I just love with you. My audience is mostly younger folks, right? It's mostly younger safety practitioners and it's mostly mm-hmm. folks that are interested in safety differently, hop, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I don't, yeah. I usually, and I'm not, and I have some, don't get me wrong. I, I still have a sizable portion of folks that I, I love. I love the way that, that the safety justice league puts it as olds. They just use that as a term as olds, right. And olds okay. has nothing to do with age. It has everything to do with, with kind of the thought process. Um, so if folks that are kind of in that old camp, um, they don't like me, they don't tune in and whether, whether they, and it doesn't matter what system they're in, whether it's safety one or safety two, human organization performance, if they have that kind of old mindset of, uh, it, cause you can be ingrained into that, no matter what safety system you believe in, no matter what t- type of management system you believe in, you can still be stuck in the past and kind of with your head in the sand and pretending like we shouldn't make things better. But I think it's really to that. I think we have to continue to challenge this tribalism that has manifested in this, in this profession. We have to continue to kind of tear down those walls and tear down those labels because labeling, I don't, I think it's interesting. Uh, And again, I I had a little bit of this conversation with Clive, uh, Clive Lloyd about, you know, that was one of the biggest things that had to do with, with how well BBS was kind of taken by organizations because it was marketed really well and it had a really good kind of banner that was it was under and it was easy to package and sell right you could take that and package mm. and sell it and that's kind of even to the comments that we were talking about Scott I'm I like Scott I'm a fan of Scott I think Scott mm. put out some great work it puts out some great work I'm a fan mm. of, of Tim Ludwig who who came up under Scott I'm pretty sure who's who's a behaviorist mm. too right? I'm a fan of those guys I think they put out some good work and I think we have to start to to do exactly what you just said it's about making things better. It's not about saying I'm on this team or that team or, or, or I'm a, I'm a behaviorist or, or I'm a, I'm a safety two person or I'm a hot person uh, because we're just eating our own. We all have the same, we all have the same goal here or we should. Uh, don't get me wrong. Well, I, a- I'm, I'm a firm believer that there are some shitheads in our profession, <laughs> right. That are just out to kind of line their pockets. Mm. But the vast majority of us, 99% of us, I would venture to guess that bicker with each other and argue uh, we're all still trying to do the same thing. We're just trying to make the world a better place to work. We're trying to make people's lives better. We're trying to make sure people don't die at work, right? We're trying to make sure yeah. that life is just a little bit better. 
And I think it's, it's well beyond time that we start to just accept that and come together. I'm not saying we shouldn't dissent. I'm not saying that we shouldn't argue with each other. I think a lot of that stuff's great, but it gets mm. to the point to where we're just throwing rocks and we're well, that, going, Oh, you're wrong. And I don't like you because you don't care about people. And that's just not true. Right. <laughs> if you look at, um, Oh, you froze. Sorry. Oh, oh, yep. oh there we go. There um, we go. Look at that. If you like, if I don't know if you've read it, but like I, I talk about this book all the time, right? But Matthew Syed just written a book. Well, it's quite well, not just written. It's been out for a while now. A book called Rebel Ideas, and 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 the, basically the whole concept is around cognitive diversity, right? The benefits you get from conflict of different people from different backgrounds. And when when I kind of look at this this arguments that we're having for safety one, safety two, whatever, whatever, whatever is what you don't realize is that there's a benefit in having those different camps to per se, but what you're not doing is just having calm, collective, constructive conversations with each other. Because if we were to all just become hot nerds tomorrow, right? That's all we'll ever be. We'll never improve. We'll never, we'll never get any better and we'll never spot what we're missing. Right. Well, what you need is somebody from BBS and somebody from Hop and somebody from Safety Differently, Safety Two, whatever you want to label your bloody self, it doesn't matter. Right. But you right. come along and you say, as a behavioralist, uh, Sam, I know you're a, you're a kind of Hop nerd, but as a kind of BBS uh, professional or experienced BBF professional, there's, I think I think you're missing something here. And then you need to be able to turn around and go, okay, let's have a chat about that. That's the difference. And then what the other that? interesting thing you said was those people uh in in the hop world they don't like it because we're giving this stuff away for free mm-hmm. right but one of the biggest problems of safety is is in or in the uk in my opinion is it's this it's this you it's this uh unique skill that we don't really know about that only the safety professionals can do and and it's really technical and it's really complicated yeah. i'm telling yeah. you now if it was really technical and really complicated i wouldn't be doing it Right. I'm not right, that clever. Right, right. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> well, and that's, that's it. I think you're, you're exactly right. Um, there's, you hit a really, a few really important pieces there. You really hit on the importance of diversity and inclusion really big there. And I think it kind of goes back to some of our earlier comments. I started in this kind of game with podcasts and all this stuff too, similar to why you did. I didn't see myself represented. I didn't see, I didn't see the stuff that I wanted to listen to out there. Right. I didn't mm-hmm. see I, I, I saw that kind of starchy corporate stuff. I didn't mm-hmm. see, you know, and it's the stuff that, 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 that I get rocks thrown at me now over as well, which is weird. Again, I was, I was just had, having this conversation with Jay, Jay Allen, um, that because he gets some of the hate too, just for something as simple as tattoos. Right from some of the from some of the older crowd going, oh, there's, you can't be a good safety professional. You have visible tattoos. <laughs> oh my God. So it's 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 back to that that kind of edge that was lacking, right? That kind of, and I know I'm just talking kind of general diversity, but to the point that we were trying to make is that the diversity of thought is so critical to creating betterment, to having dissenting mm-hmm. voices, having people that will challenge from all sides of of, of beliefs is really important because I think that's how we get to better. And that's really what I've been kind of saying is, is I, I feel like I probably mislabeled myself someone I first started down this path, because I think that's some of the problem is the kind of our societal needs to, to brand ourselves and to brand things that we want to yeah. promote. We have to have a brand or no one knows who we are. Right. Yeah. But, 
it's, it's more so I find myself just asking for things to get better, no matter how we get there. I, I don't think, I don't think the, the system is that important. I don't think what we call it is really that important. I find myself just being an evangelist for betterment. It seems like more than, more than promoting hop or more than, especially more than demonizing anything else. Uh, I'm just to the yeah. point, I think now to where if I think something's crap, I'll just say that I believe that it's crap. And if something's good, I'll say that it's good. And I'll gladly admit that, that there are some things in behavior-based safety that we probably need to take with us on this journey, right? Mm. There are some things from HOP that we probably don't need to take with us on this journey, right? As we, <laughs> as we try to go towards betterment. So there's good. And well, I guess what I'm saying is there's, I believe that there's good and bad in everything. And we really, that should be where we're at is trying to figure out what's good and what we need to grow mm. and what we need to add to, and definitely what we need to try to take away. But we need to be having that yeah. conversation together. Yeah. The, the, the difference is, is some, it's a, if, if, so, uh, and I think, I think you're very similar to myself. There's, there's some stuff that I say, my, the podcasts that I episodes I do that are on my own, which I hold my hands up. I haven't done many for a long time, which is a shame because actually some of my favorites. Um, but that I say some stuff in there that, you know, I don't pull my punches sometimes and I say what I think and, and, and that's what I think. Uh, I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I'm saying that's what I think. Right. Right. If you don't agree with me, then I've had a couple of people say like, I, I don't agree with what you said about consultants or something. I did a, I did an episode called health and safety gone mad where I pretty much just ran there for like, to, like an hour about yeah. a couple of articles I've read. One was, I'm a big rugby fan. So, um, one of them was, I was watching rugby at the weekend and then off the, off the back of that, there was this news story where, um, they weren't allowed to take in, um, some flags for health and safety reasons. And that was it. That was all the reason. So obviously then the, all the newspapers run off with that health safe gone mad, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I was just like, so anyway, I go off in it. And I remember somebody messaged me saying, I don't agree with what you're saying. Like if, if, if health and safety says that those flags can't go in, um, then, then, then that's right. And I'm just like, yeah, but what, what's the risk of those flags? So they're, they're, yeah. we just, and one of the things that, that, that annoyed me the most was the lack of context around it. But the difference is, Sam, is what I think is that we can sit on our podcast and if somebody messaged me, so that guy messaged me, he said, I don't agree with what you say. I said, cool, let's have a Zoom call and press record. And let's hash it out and put it out there for everyone to listen to. Because I'm up for that. I'm not yeah. going to sit here and go, no, you're wrong. I'm up to, I want to listen to you. I want to, yeah. I want you to tell me why I'm wrong. And then I can turn around and tell you why I think you're wrong. And then yeah. we can have that conversation. And whether we agree with each other at the end, it doesn't bloody matter. So you can have a passionate opinion about something as long as you're willing to say, okay, cool. I'm, uh, that's fine. Let's agree to disagree. I'm right. desperately working really hard to try and get someone who's just, who's like a huge advocate for compliance. So in the UK, we have this massive compliance. Oh, uh, very culture. similar. Yeah. Oh, it drives me insane. It's like, yeah. I, I call all the, all the reporting we see, I call it watermelon reporting because it's mm -hmm. like, you've got your rag charts, it's all green on the outside, but they don't right. focus on the yeah. detail. So it's all exactly. red on the inside. Yeah. And it's just like, it drives me insane. Um, I stole that out of somebody, by the way. I, that's not I love it. It's so, um, it's so perfect. It's though. good. So isn't it? it is yeah. good. Um, so, you know, I, I hate it. And everyone that, I can't, they'll comment, be like, well, no, you need to do this or you need to have that paperwork or you've got to have all this bloody paperwork, paperwork, paperwork. I'm like, cool, come on my podcast, let's hash it out and you can tell everybody why we need all this, all this paperwork. And I'm going to tell everybody why I don't think we need all this paperwork. And nobody will do it. Nobody. And it's just like, 
how how are you ever meant to improve if you're not if you all you want to do is dig at me from from a DM message? You're not willing right. to come on, have a conversation for the betterment of everybody else. Exactly, and that's it. It's it's we see it manifest in in really society at large, right? I mean, we see that that kind of kind of lash out kind of outrage culture just in general, right? I mean, just just throughout throughout everything. No, no matter what camp you find yourself in no matter what opinion you have about anything it doesn't matter what it is uh it just seems like it's just prime to be argued about on the internet right i mean we obviously mm-hmm. see that manifest in this space because it gets just as passionate if not more than well, some other look, subjects. look at politics exactly right and politics and that, are the same they don't right, even listen that, to that's, that's exactly what's in the back of my mind and these folks will sit you know a thousand miles apart through computers and argue with each other but when you put them in a room and actually have them talk they learn from each other and they actually have a lot more in common and then they then they don't have in common, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that I, I like what you're saying. You know, where you have that person <laughs> that lobs that rock at you, and you say, "Well, let's talk about it." I think if mm-hmm. we can actually have those conversations, even if it's through a Zoom call, I think people find out that like, oh, well, maybe they're not that wrong, right? Both yeah. both people kind of get to that point. Like maybe there's that they have some really good points. You know, you're, yeah. that's not saying that you're going to just, you know, be a convert to, to their belief system or anything, but oh, even exactly. the people that I, that I staunchly disagree with, I find that when I sit down across the table with them and have a conversation, I start to see things a little bit more from their perspective and I start to mm. start to understand a little bit more. And I think that's just a testament to trying to break down some more of these walls and trying to break down some more of this kind of labeling. That's why I keep coming back to this thought. And I, I mean, I circle back to it just about every day is that we're really not trying to go out and drive people towards human and organizational performance as wacky as that sounds coming from the hop nerd. We just want to drive people to doing things better. Right. And even that, yeah. I mean, that's even safety differently, safety to BBS, what, again, whatever we want to call it. I don't really think it should be that different. It should just be better. Let's just try to make, try to make things better. And I think you, you, you really hit on something there though, is that we make things better through through coming together and through having conversations and through having those kind of civil discussions where we can get passionate, we can disagree. I mean, we can we can even get loud if we want to, but we're not just yeah. being mean to each other, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you know, sometimes there's there's some stuff like like that. For, oh, there's so much I want to say around that. That so that we had a we had a lady from America actually. She was a, she was based in in New York and she's a doctor of sociology, but she also uh, studied like this like spiritual studies and stuff like that. For me, I could talk to anyone that really knows their shit about something. So I, I think we did her like a, a two part episode. It was great. And some people didn't like her, actually. Some people come on and said, well, she was a bit like fluffy and hippy dippy yeah. for me. But I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and, and I'm like, yeah, cool, whatever. But there's one thing, we, we actually put it in our new intro for the podcast. So one line that she said, which for me was was just perfect. So what she actually says was, we, we need to create environments in work to, to be able to innovate. We were talking about creating innovation. Um and she said, we need to create environments where people feel comfortable to feel unsafe. Now, I change that a little bit to say comfortable to feel uncomfortable, right? right. And, and, and the point around that was, and, and the example we kind of discussed in the podcast, would you imagine like a, a, a project meeting or a boardroom or something like that? Right? And I've been in many, many of them. And I sit there and you get that leader that comes in, it kind of like Simon Sinek says, you get the leader come in and he says, right, everybody, this is the problem. And this is what I think we should do. What do you all think? It doesn't matter now because you've already told me what you think you, yeah. you, think you yeah. we should do. So it doesn't matter now. Well, you, you should be coming in and saying, 
this is the problem. What do you think? Let's go around the table. But the difference here is that what, what Dara was saying, the lady that we had on was, is that you need to create an environment where people feel comfortable to challenge, hence feel comfortable yes. to be uncomfortable. Because if they don't have that environment, they're not really going to say much until you say what you think because they're scared of being against you. And, right. and I think one of the key points around that is having those solid values as a business or as a profession or whatever, you have a solid value to say, what are we trying to do here? What are we trying to do? We're trying to keep people safe. Or you know, what's Sydney trying to do? What's Eric trying right. to do? They're trying to, they're trying to, they, they see something that they, they don't feel represented or they see a hole or something. It doesn't matter what it is, but they think I'm going to write a book and I'm going to help people. That's what they're trying to do, right? Yeah. right? So anyone that's in the other camp should acknowledge that they're trying to help. So let's just listen. But we don't have this environment where we're comfortable to be challenged by each other. And then we have that situation where, you know, politics are the great example. We can't like listen to each other if you're wearing blue or red or, or whatever. We've, we're pretty much now in the UK becoming the same as America, like a two-party part system. And I just watch, I watch like, prime minister's questions and they're just rah, 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 rah. and i'm just like none right. of you are actually listening to each other no. like you're, you're saying the same thing sometimes but you're not mm. listening to each other and you get it all the time but like why can't diverse people communicate with each other my best mate is the opposite to me that like, literally his his ethical beliefs his moral beliefs his beliefs mm. on safety like it's completely different all right but i love him like I love him to like, he's like a brother to me. Right. And we clash so much yep. on some stuff, but there's some stuff that we don't clash on. And we'll talk about like business and, and stuff like that. We could chat all day about that stuff and family. We can chat all day. Right. But some stuff like politics and stuff like we just don't agree, right. but we can still converse with each other. And there's still things that I learn from him and there's still things that he learns from me. Mm-hmm. And that is a beauty of it. Exactly. Well, there's so much that uh, in this space, and I don't think it's, I really don't feel that it's that different, right? It probably comes from the same places um, where people that want to argue out this stuff, it's, we're not arguing for the sake of trying to make things better a lot of times, right? We're not mm. arguing even to be right. Sometimes it doesn't seem like we're just arguing to try to prove the other person wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. We see that you can go on LinkedIn anytime, right? And you can find these arguments happening in the, in the, <laughs> in the comment section, especially around mm. safety stuff. Right. So I think you're, you're spot on. I mean, there's just, there needs to be kind of an awakening to that. And I think there needs to be more of a, a, a come together than, than trying to drive each other apart than what's been going on. I mean, it's, it's just insane. And so much of it comes from a lot of the stuff we just talked about, you know, the labeling and there's a lot of passion around these different camps and there's a lot of different, uh, different other things that are happening too. Uh, people, some people are threatened by, by some of these kind of new movements and they feel that their businesses are being threatened by some of these kind of new movements mm-hmm. to better, mm-hmm. better thought. I'll just say better thought processes around safety. Right. And mm-hmm. it's, it's an interesting world that we find ourselves in. Though I, I think that we can mm-hmm. really, uh, I don't think that we can continue to try to grow betterment though, unless we all start to come together and have that conversation because it's, it's still back to what we just said. I feel like there's lots of different things out there, uh, whether it's hop, whether it's anything else, right. 
we need to start pulling all that stuff together to create a better world for safety, right? To, and I, I love where you're going with this this uh, this thought process on on um, being able to be uncomfortable, right? And it's really in and around that premise of psychological safety, right? It's, we're, we're really talking mm. about psychological safety. That's, that's what we were talking about, essentially, yeah. Right, we're, we're, we're really saying that, that I can challenge and I can throw an idea out there. Uh, and that's the same notion around incident reporting, not, not to completely shift gears here, but um, that's mm-hmm. even the same notion around being able to report incidents at work, right? Being able to report injuries, being able to report the not so great stuff or the failures uh, is just having the ability to do that. I love the example that you give there about the leader walking in, because I don't think leaders sometimes realize how much influence they actually have. I think, mm. I think they downplay in their minds how much, how much influence they have. It's kind of like the executive that will walk into the, walk into a room at, in their office and say, you know, this office would look better blue. And then like within a week it's painted blue and that was totally <laughs> not their intent. Right? And they're like, why did you paint it blue? Cause you said it was yeah. better blue, <laughs> right? but it's that. So it's, it's so much of that, right. Is, is being able to have those conversations being able to, to throw ideas out there. Um, and it to kind of tie that back to what we were just talking about, it seems like a lot of the folks that are, I won't call them hop, I won't call them BBS, because I, I, there's there's shitheads in both of those camps, right, mm-hmm. that are still True. clinging to the past, no matter what, no matter what uh, mindset or what, what belief system they hold on to. Um, they're still, they're, they're trying their best to make the environment, at least the social media environment, where new ideas can't be grown and that seems like a really bad idea to me yeah it's interesting like like when you get those people that are just aggressive in the comments or like you you know straight away like like you get that notification on linkedin and nine times out of ten you you can just tell by the name of because you've you've probably already run across this person 10 times before but but then you get if you don't know it let's say it's someone new come out the woodwork and you just see it within like two seconds. Like, well, actually, statistically speaking, the the Institute of Occupational Safety and Health did a survey last year, and we could see a seven percent increase. And I'm just like, mate, I've stopped listening already. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Can can we just have like a proper conversation about this? Like, yeah. And and to be honest, I'm whenever anyone starts putting like real long, co- like, I like a really long comment, but whenever it's a long comment full of statistics, I'm just like, you've lost me. You've lost me. Like we're not like, cause my message is much more, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's much more. My, my, my wife says how I approach safety is more like spiritual, uh, which is, which is weird because I'm not spiritual whatsoever. Right. Um, I'm not religious in any way, shape yeah, or form. Yeah. Um, but like, church of safety. What, yeah yeah. (laughs) when it comes to safety it's for me it's like it's not about the statistics it's not about the paper we have accidents we have accidents that's cool but let's find out you know let's remember so so, so we have accidents but let me take this as an example right is we talk about one of the biggest problems which kind of actually contradicts like say your position on zero but in the uk we're pretty much stuck at about 140 average fatalities a year right and the industry just seems to accept that we kill 140 people a year right and i've even had a conversation where somebody said to me well it's only 140 people and i'm like only uh, sorry sorry could i just stop you there only 
140 lives, 140 souls, 140 grandmas, granddads, mums, dads, brothers, sisters, whatever it is, then what about the collateral damage you get from that, the brothers and sisters, how, how impacted they are? Now, I genuinely believe we should live in a world where people do not die at work. For sure, yeah. Like, like, yeah. I, I just had just had this conversation around around fatalities. Most organizations uh, to kind of kind of expand a little bit on that thought of zero. Most organizations apply zero to everything because they kind of still rely that kind of they do. They rely on that really old flawed belief that if you can get rid of everything else, you don't have the the big thing. Zero yeah. zero people dying is a great goal. That's a really good mm. goal. Saying that we mm-hmm. want zero scrapes, zero sprains, zero—that's probably not a that great goal, work. right? Right, because you're no. you're never going to learn about anything. You're never going to you're creating an environment yeah. back back to creating environments in which honesty is possible, in which being mm-hmm. saying the uncomfortable things are are possible. It kind of it goes it's counter to that. But yeah, saying it saying uh, yeah saying an environment, you know, saying that we're going to create an environment in which people don't die at work, I think is a phenomenal goal. That's a that's where probably mm-hmm. zero should be used. Um, but if yeah. you want to get to that zero, I don't think you can use the zero and all the other stuff, right? If that, if that yeah, makes sense. No, true. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm, I'm right there with you. You know, here's stateside, we kill thousands, right? We, we kill mm. thousands every year. And I say, you we are much as, bigger as, than just, us. Just, <laughs> right, just, just right. Just as general industry. Um, I haven't looked at the statistics. I, I just choose not to. I'm kind of the same. I don't, I don't dive too deep into, into the numbers. I will glance at them once a year or so, you know. Um, but we kill we kill a significant amount of people every year, and the problem that we see, and this is kind of back to that argument of just doing things better, no matter no matter which direction we go, and we we need to approach things a little differently. That number has just been flat. I mean, it's just been mm. predictable year yep, over year over year over year, mm. and you see organizations uh, that are kind of mired in traditional safety, that, that at least high hazard organizations that 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 contribute to those fatal events, same thing. They can almost tell you, yeah, every five years we kill somebody, right? They can almost tell you exactly, you know, when that's going to happen. I'm like, I'm with you. I'm like, is that, why do we just accept that? We yeah. should be doing yeah. things vastly different. The problem that I have with a lot of the, the traditional camp um, is that they take those more traditional approaches and they say, well, the way to do that is to just do the same things we've always been doing, but just do them harder. And I'm like, but you've been trying that for 30 years. You've been trying to do compliance harder for 30 years. You've been trying to do, you know, X, Y, Z harder for 30 years. And the problem is that we continue to kill the same amount of people every single year. So there's there's something something happen a little differently. Five star, right? (laughs) That's the only thing I can say about it is five star. It was super cool. It was super awesome. I don't know what it is. Whenever we try to get together, everything falls apart with all of our equipment. It's like the safety gods saying there's too much fun happening, right? You're you're rebelling too much against the starchy, boring bullcrap. Yeah, I centered myself. I'm sorry. The BS in the safety world. There's too much good happening, so everything starts to crumble. But we managed to get through it, so that was part one. Be on the lookout for part two. I'm going to get out of here. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for allowing us to invade your ear holes or your car speaker or however we are coming to you. Thank you for continuing to tune in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very much. You're awesome. Let me just say that. I want you to put a smile on your face. I want you to go about your day knowing that you are awesome. That's all I've got. Sam Goodman, the Hot Nerd, signing off. (sighs) 
Bye, everybody. Bye.